0: We, me and Monica, are both a little, a little skeptical about uh, yeah. Yeah, stuff we, like this. Yeah. But we're yeah. always
1: open to to trying new things. Um, or is it just an object that I kind of make myself believe that me taking care of this object and me actually believing in it is going to protect?
2: Big pharma is definitely, you know, the biggest one, and you know all the people who are benefiting from that financially, legally, whatever it may be. Um, You know, anyone who has something invested into it, when it trickles down and when it comes down to actual doctors, like who you go see for your annual visit every year, most likely that doctor does not have bad intentions.
1: Uh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Totem Podcast, where an act of rebellion is to question. Like always, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the podcast. But of course, like always, we got here. Eric, I'm your other co-host here on the show, um, and today we've got a really interesting guest here on the on the show today. No, yeah, we like to go, uh, we like to experience everything and be able to talk to all people from all walks of life, and we, I mean, we always like a challenge, you know, it gets your brain thinking, gets the juices flowing and everything, so uh, Madeline, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me, both of you. Yeah,
1: no. so for the people who don't know, like, who you are, can you just give like a little
0: brief breakdown of, like, who you are, what you do, what... What kind of, just, just a little bit about you.
2: Yeah, definitely. So some people in the community might know me for different reasons. Um, I wear many different hats. So you might know me for my canning and baking business, seeing me at local farmers markets or shows like that. You might know me because I sell you trees. You might know me because you're one of my clients and you know, I have a holistic practice. So I do a lot of different things, but the reason why I'm here today is to promote and focus more on my holistic practice. So I'm an integrative health and Reiki practitioner. Um, On top of that, too, I also consider myself to be a psychic medium, energy therapist, and medical intuitive. So I'm more than happy to explain those a little bit more in depth. Um, But essentially, I'm a holistic health practitioner, and I work with my clients to provide them clarity and healing, especially when they are experiencing health issues or dealing with things that aren't really well treated with Western medicine.
1: Yeah, just real quick, like like note, disrespect or anything but like how did you get into like the whole this whole realm of stuff because mm-hmm. usually when you're i don't know if you're like when you're younger you don't say like oh i'm gonna go to learn this i want to do this mm-hmm. or i don't know if you did i mean how'd you get in into yeah everything?
2: definitely thank you for asking that so i've had experiences my entire life and um it's actually interesting there are some schools where people can go study like mediumship which i find really fascinating um but you know, I've been having mediumship experiences my entire life. I've been having psychic experiences my entire life. Um, I've been experiencing like any of the clear abilities my entire life. So I think it was something that was just thrust upon me. I didn't really have much of a choice. But I went to school to study Reiki, reflexology, my health and wellness coaching to become an integrative health practitioner. You know, to study herbalism, aromatherapy, things more like that, where I needed more of the background. Um, but then I think in doing that and being on the path that I was on, the more I exposed myself to alternative modalities or to healing modalities, the more my own innate abilities opened up, and then the more experiences I had, and then I kept pushing myself more and more and more, and they just kept growing and growing and growing.
1: Do you think it's more important to have like the, like you're saying, the experiences that you say, or just go to like, to college and try to learn it? Because I'm a big, I'm a firm believer like you can't if you're not experiencing it it's hard to tell people like what's really going on mm-hmm. I think of like in business and life and whatever you're doing so like what, what's your take on that
2: yeah I completely agree with you there um, I think it's a little different you know for people who usually turn to a holistic practice or even if you look at like a western doctor in general usually people who are attracted to healing or you know healthcare or social work fields are Because they are embodying the person that they needed when they were younger in some capacity. Or, you know, there's something in them that drives them to give back to people and to help people. But for myself, I've noticed a lot of holistic health practitioners turn that way after experiencing their own health issues and crises, and then they resolve it through holistic medicine. I think when it comes to, you know, more the spiritual, metaphysical things like tarot, you know, being a psychic or a medium. Um, those are usually things that you just are gifted with and blessed with. Um, I do personally look down a little bit upon schools where people go and learn like mediumship, um, not necessarily because I think that it's a bad thing to teach people how to refine that skill and how to be safe, um, to have, you know, energetic hygiene in a way, but more so because of, um, I think the stigma passes along. And I I do fully believe that, you know, people who have these abilities may not properly know how to utilize them. So it's important to have, like, a center for learning and, like, a safe space. Um, But I don't think that it's necessarily something that you need to go learn. However, on that note, I will say that I think everyone has the potential to, you know, awaken themselves and to step into whatever, um, you know, higher spiritual belief system or being whatever resonates with them. So I don't think you necessarily always need to study these things but I do think at times it helps to have a little bit of a push or a helping hand.
0: So like the schools they're not like really it's like I wake up one day and I'm like oh I want to become a medium it's more like you have the gift but it's like more to like refine your your skills.
2: From my understanding and again unfortunately I don't know much about them I've never been but I do know there's some mediums who have gone um, and it's just something that I never really felt inclined to do myself and I actually teach a psychic and mediumship development course to you know people who are trying to refine their skills and you know learn more about themselves because I do think that there is a lot of energetic liability that exists out there
0: so you're more just like self-taught
2: yes okay. definitely and I do say um, that you know i feel like i learn through each of my experiences i think you know each of my client interactions and really just every interaction i have with someone in life i feel like you know you learn a little bit about yourself you know like everyone's a little bit of a mirror in some way or there's there's something there you know mm-hmm. why we're all connecting to each other so i think that in that way too i'm able to learn a lot and then also through my own mistakes i've learned
0: i think that's important not just like for what you do but like for everybody like whether they're at their job or just having different experiences with people it's like what can you learn from this like experience and Mm -hmm. then like how can you like better yourself exactly it's like this happened for a reason okay like let me fix this like next time it doesn't happen or whatever um i think it's just important for people to keep like developing that and just keep trying to get keep trying to get better not let those same mistakes happen as you did before do you think Mm -hmm. eric
1: that people actually see it like that though like, no, that, uh, let me learn I, from
0: this and get better. That's I how I see it. That, that's not how everybody yeah. sees it. Okay. okay. Um, I, I don't know why. I think that just comes up like, with, uh, like we're more into like the self-development stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can I keep bettering myself and how can I keep improving? But then there's other people who just, self-development is not a part of their life, which I think everybody should have some sort of uh, mm-hmm. self-development. Whether it's just like paying attention to you, how you're feeling, working out, getting in shape, or reading a book learning a little bit of something. Um, I think it's important for people to do that. But not everybody thinks the way we think. It's uh, Some people think we're a little crazy sometimes, a little so weird. Makes,
1: that's what makes it fun, though. Exactly. <laughs> they don't think, if you're fitting in, no one thinks you're crazy. You're not doing crazy enough stuff. That's, yeah. Like, big enough stuff. But I was curious. You said, uh, like, that when you were talking about, like, sometimes we need, like, that awakening moment. Do you think we can kind of, like, awaken ourselves, like, To a a time, or we need help from someone else, kind of?
2: I think it really depends on each person, truly. Like you were saying, you know, some people are, you know, trying to improve themselves and develop themselves. And I would say that that's, in a way, an awakening and almost a spiritual awakening, too, in a way, where, you know, you're realizing, hey, I need to take care of my body in this temple, I need to respect it, I need to have a good relationship with it, I need to know have a good relationship with my mind with my heart with my spirit everything and so I think it's going to look different for each person you know what what each of their what this lifetime you know is going to entail for each person Um, I've seen some people where they're very awake but they don't know how to use any of their abilities and you know they're just they're just kind of there and so a lot of times they get really drained by people Um, you know they're they're very empathic Things like that. But then there's some people where I feel like they, they keep trying so, so hard and they just have something blocked within them. So I think it's really a case-by-case basis.
1: Do you think, too, like it can be there's something like blocking within them, but then it can be kind of like the atmosphere, the people you surround yourself with? Because mm-hmm. like you're talking about like how like, we feel and stuff. Sometimes we're around people like for we're completely honest, we're around people that just completely drain you. Like after you're done with like talking with them, you're just like, like, you feel drained. So, yeah. like, like kind of to your point, like, it could be you're hanging around people that are just draining you, right?
2: Yeah. No, I completely agree that our environment um, can either make or break us. And I mean, if you look at this, even if, you know, you're looking through a psychology perspective or lens, um, or even through an educational perspective or lens, like, there is that idea of, you know, nurture versus nature. And I think it's so important to realize that who we surround ourselves with is really a reflection of who we are. And, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with people who, you know, don't have a good relationship with themselves, with the people in their lives, you know, who maybe have really bad habits, you're probably going to pick up on those things. So I totally agree that it, when you're in a good environment, you're able to blossom and grow, whatever that may look like for you. You know, that may be, you know, you, you clean up your diet, you start working out, you, you know, things like that. You do meditation. For other people it may be like you know they were around people who were taking their energy and now they're able to have a lot more energy again so it really just varies
0: do you believe in nature or nurture
2: i believe in both in both mm-hmm. i think that both impacts each person and i think again the way I view just people in general, in life in general, and especially my clients is, you know, everyone's a unique individual. So we need to treat people uniquely. That's part of why I went down this path, because I don't think it's, you know, really the best practices for Western medicine to just be, you know, here's when prescription for everyone, for everything, not taking into account all their different health issues, you know, their family health issues, things like that, you know, how their body works with things. So I think that, you know, in general in life, how we're, how we're raised definitely has a really big impact on us, but for some people, it may impact them more than others. I think that free will is a very important thing, though, and that everyone has it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because actually, like, to, like a, to a certain extent, it's like yes, yeah, like your environment stuff, but it's like how you're talking about, it. like that free will. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's like in a shitty situation, it's like, it's like the same that I always goes like, uh, whether there's like a kid, um, like a son, and he has like a drunk father. Uh, there's two two sons, and they had, both have a, a, an alcoholic, drunk father who's always abusive and stuff. And then one of them's like, he grows up to be uh, the opposite of his dad. He's super successful. And then the other one grows up to be uh, just like his dad. Mm-hmm. And the one who's uh, the complete opposite, um, he says, he's that way despite his father. And then the other one who's uh, just like his father, he's like, I'm the way I am because of you.
2: Exactly. So it's
0: like to a certain point it is like free will like you can't keep blaming everything on your environment like if you're in a shitty situation yes it sucks you might have to step back a little bit further you might have to start your journey a little bit further back than everybody else but then mm-hmm. at some point you gotta how how they say pull yourself up from your bootstraps and, and get going
2: yeah i completely agree with you there and i think that unfortunately a lot of people lack accountability and that self-introspection um you know a bit that you were referencing earlier about the ability to you know reflect and realize that you want to improve your life. You want to grow. You want better and bigger than whatever is going on.
0: How do you think people can start doing that?
2: Oh, gosh. Because
0: it's not easy.
2: It's not. I think that um, the biggest thing is creating the space to have that relationship with yourself and to have those conversations with yourself, you know, and it's going to look different for each person. Um, You know, for some people, they may need the space to just be like, hey, like you know, I am being really hard on myself. It's okay to be gentle on myself, and it's okay to, you know, kind of grieve this aspect of myself and to realize why I have these high expectations of myself. For some other people, maybe you know, hey, I need to have higher expectations for myself, and to realize like, hey, where does this avoidance come from? So I think it's just really cultivating that space to be able to even sit down and have those honest conversations with yourself. But then also to be able to maintain it too, and I think that um, unfortunately, you know, for a lot of people, they just are kind of going through life in the motions. But I do think that there's a lot more awareness developing, and there has been in the last ten to twenty years, especially where people are are realizing more and more that the, you know they want more from life, they want greater fulfillment and a greater connection to themselves and others. And I think too, the other thing is surrounding yourself with really good people, and being in a really good and healing environment. Um, you know you can't have a beautiful tree grow in a dark, dimly lit you know room without any water
1: mm. kind of Dude. going kind of going off like this the stuff you're saying like we have to have those honest conversations like by ourselves, mm-hmm. but I think that's one of the biggest problems that I mean we're kind of made creatures to like interact with one another to have conversations do stuff, and it's easy you can just tell like with the baby because I have a little boy you know you put him to sleep and he's there and he just feels like he he's sleeping he feels like he kind of left the room and they kind of wake up mm-hmm. you know and then it's like the average person like challenge for everybody when you're driving don't put no music or whatever like no noise and just sit there with your thoughts most people they can't they at least have to have the radio in the background mm-hmm. because they're scared of their own thoughts it goes back to the the conversations by yourself a lot of people don't have them because they fear what's what the answer's gonna be. be. Exactly. I was, the man, about, I was about to ask you that too. It's like, why,
0: why do you think people don't start doing it? And I think it's because it's, uh, they're, afraid of,
1: they're afraid to know the answer. They're afraid of the man of the mirror. Yeah. That's one of my favorite like, uh, like kind of lines. The man of the mirror is the one you cannot lie to.
2: Exactly. And it,
1: it's, it goes it's back to, uh,
0: in, uh, I think fifth and sixth grade here in uh, Fort Morgan, uh, I think it was every Friday. Like towards the end of the day, they'd always play Michael Jackson's song "The Man in the Mirror." Mm-hmm. And it's like if you want to be the person who makes a change in the world, if you want to like become a better person, at all, if you want to do all these great things in the world, it's all gonna start with the man in the mirror. Like if you can't face the person who's in the mirror, if you can't better that person, then all these things that you want, it's just not gonna happen. So mm-hmm. it all starts back with you looking within yourself, realizing you're not the person who you should be or who you want to be, and then work towards that.
2: Yes, I completely agree. And that's really cool that they played that. I think that's like such a sweet little motivational method. Yeah. Or, um, message on a Friday afternoon. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it was uh it's just weird. Like, the, the, I don't know. The, you're probably one of the only like fifth graders that really paid attention to it, though. No, when it was, you're in fifth grade. It, you're probably not like. No, it, it was this funny. Is the one. No, it's
0: funny though because we all started like, oh yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like, yeah, sure, let's listen to a song goodbye. But they play it every single Friday. Mm-hmm. So at some point you just gotta accept it and you're just sitting there. And then you just like slowly start paying attention to it. And that, I think that's underrated. That's like, that they just had it. And then they, the, the, I think the thing w- w- with it was that it was just like consistent. It's like, and that's like the, the thing we talk about all the time. It's like, people might not hear the message the first few times. For some people, they will hear it right away. Some people takes takes a lot longer. And I think that's the, the trick that that they had uh, playing the song. is just like, probably didn't hit the first couple of times, but they play it so often that eventually it catches on.
2: Exactly. And I think that's a great analogy, again, going back to everything we were talking about of like, you know, sometimes it takes a few times before you're able to acknowledge the man in the mirror, before you're able to acknowledge yourself and those thoughts and to be able to sit with your thoughts and feelings, um, but it does happen eventually. And I think that for a lot of people, they avoid them because, they're aware to an extent of their truth or their the the thing that they're suffering with, the thing that's you know causing them issues, that's causing them pain or hurt, and they just don't want to deal with it. They want to avoid it. I think that um, you know a lot of people avoid a lot by being very busy, and you know our culture and society just promotes that.
1: What well, I mean, if you, if I don't know if you can answer or not, but like what. I guess percentage of people that you say that you kind of work with are just like that don't want to kind of like really accept it? Or they know they're there, but they're just like kind of afraid to actually like accept it?
2: I would say probably at least half, if not more of my clients are usually very aware of their issues. Um, And they are just like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, you're reading me, I know.
1: (laughs) I feel feel like this is true with like, everybody. Like, everybody. (laughs) Well, if you know why we, why you doing something different, it's like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like that
0: video in Spanish, She's like, Oh, yeah, the guy. And it's like, it's like people know what's wrong with them, but they just choose to just close it off and not deal with it.
2: Exactly. And see, that's where I see that manifest as health issues long term. And there's so many different studies, you know, linking emotional trauma or trauma, you know, with health issues, especially autoimmune conditions, you know, digestive conditions, chronic conditions, neurological conditions, especially fibromyalgia. Um, What's, it,
1: what, sorry, sorry to cut you ahead. off. What's fibromyalgia?
2: Fibromyalgia, yes. Yeah, so it's a neurological condition and it's also autoimmune. Um, usually most things that are neurological are autoimmune to some extent. And so basically it's a condition where there's like widespread pain throughout the body. And a lot of times it'll manifest as like having like a bull'seye mark um, in different spots on your body and there's certain pain points throughout the body um, that are very sensitive. Um, so like kind of on the back of the head, kind of into the shoulder area, a little bit going down on the sides of the body, kind of the knees, um, things like that. And it, the symptoms vary and they manifest differently for each um, patient but there's no known cause for fibromyalgia um there's no cure for it and it you know it varies there's different sensations where they can be like tingling hot burning sensations they can be more cold numbing sensations but it's essentially um you know nerve misconduction nerve misfiring and it causes nerve pain then
1: okay so how do they how do they i guess test it to know if you have that so
2: it's a diagnosis of exclusion so you have to go through a series of tests Hmm. and then after that it's like okay you have fibromyalgia and that's how it is for a lot of chronic conditions a lot of autoimmune conditions and you know unfortunately um, western medicine just doesn't treat those things well they don't have the answers and I know that a lot of doctors wish that they did but they're like okay well we can do medication here's this (laughs) do you think
1: they don't have the answers they don't want to give them to you because then it's it's a, at the end of the day, it's a business, it sounds messed up, but it's kind of a business model for them if they mm-hmm. kind of keep you coming. If they fix you and you don't have it to is come back. Model. If they fix you, like, nothing hurts, you're not going to come back. Like.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, um, so I think it varies, you know, and there's a lot of different players and factors to take into account in this conversation. Big Pharma is definitely, you know, the biggest one, and, you know, all the people who are benefiting from that financially, legally, whatever it may be. Um, you know anyone who has something invested into it so I think though when it trickles down and when it comes down to actual doctors like who you go see for your annual visit every year most likely that doctor does not have bad intentions they are just doing what they were taught in medical school and you know there's some doctors where they might have a different moral compass but it's going to vary just like it varies for each person you know, just like it varies for the Walmart checkout lady, just like it varies for, you know, the the cop on the highway. Yeah. Like, it's gonna vary for everyone.
1: Fair. Yeah, and it varies if there's, especially I think if there's incentives behind it, it varies a little bit more
2: mm-hmm. for
1: that. Why, why do you think uh, people come to you as a last resort after
0: like Western medicine hasn't worked for them? If like after so many thousands of years that humans have been on Earth, it's been treated holistically, but then all of a sudden we got like new modern medicine and people trust the medicine way more and they don't even think about doing anything holistically to like better their situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I there's definitely been a shift in the last, you know, 100, 150 years when it comes to medicine as well as just in general lifestyle and socioeconomic factors and living conditions for a lot of the world, but especially if we're just gonna focus on the United States. Um, we're, we'll just keep it within that containment, those boundaries mm-hmm. for now. Um, So I think that there has been a really big push. And again, it goes back to big pharma, it goes back to money. I do think it definitely is a bit of a model, but I do think that especially after post COVID, a lot of people are waking up to that and realizing like, hey, there's better health health alternatives. You know, there's better ways to boost my immune system, to treat these things, to keep myself healthy and my family for that matter, Um, because I know that 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 just really caused a lot of issues and it still is causing a lot of issues for people.
0: Shout out to the liver king. <laughs> 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 I don't great. know if you've heard of him or not. Of him no. Or not. Uh, no. He's, uh, he's huge on like uh, social media and uh, like very popular because he promotes like an ancestral way of living. Mm-hmm. Like uh, him and his family, they just eat like raw meat, raw organs and, and stuff like that. Oh, why? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, like, but it's like big, and flat. it's
1: not all natural. He's on steroids, guys. He was. He's like this guy's like off super like he's he you'll have he's to look jacked. him over. You have he's, to look him over. He's like up. super
0: ripped and stuff. But um, the reason he went that way is because like his uh, one of his kids has like was always in and out of the hospitals, like with health problems and stuff. And mm-hmm. everything they did, they couldn't like figure out what was wrong with them. But it wasn't until he started like doing like the ancestral living, like living more off the land, like eating more. Uh, like organs and stuff like that where his health improved um so like mm-hmm. that's like the main reason he did it was like living more like i guess you could say maybe like holistically um yes but it's like people people don't focus on that they focus on him doing some weird stuff on camera
2: understandably so he sounds like uh a, he's a character. personality he's, yeah, a character. Exactly. he's a character yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so That's the carnivore diet. It's the raw carnivore diet. So, that's one extreme of many different diets to treat issues. And I would bet that that child had autoimmune conditions and a lot of weird digestive issues, too, going on, potentially some um, thyroid or hormonal dysfunction as well. Um, And so, you know, for some people, they claim that the carnivore diet works for them. For some people, it's going vegan to eliminate cancer, whatever health issues they have. So, I think it varies, you know, for each person. But I do think that in general, people are getting really fed up with Western medicine, so, you know, that's why they're seeking alternative and holistic practitioners like myself. And I just really think that everything with COVID shined a light on that much, much greater.
0: Especially the jab.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, there there's definitely been a lot of tension in our society the last few years.
1: Mm-hmm. What's one what of your biggest frustrations, like, as what, what, like, in, in your profession, like, what you do? What's, what's the biggest thing, I guess, that you would say kind of like holds you back?
2: Yeah. Um, I do get a little bit upset and frustrated when people claim that um, I'm doing like something really dark or something with bad intentions. Um, like, I've been accused of, you know, various things. Um, by, you know, like, people associated with certain, you know, Christian religions, or beliefs, or churches, you know, they've come up, they have come up to me in public, or at shows, Um, and it's more so when I'm doing, like, tarot, or psychic medium readings, not so much the health aspects, Um, and, you know, like, they, like, accuse me of, like, consorting with, like, the devil, or Satan, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) like, Okay. That
1: escalated quick. It's, yeah,
2: it's, it's really, really difficult for me to deal with. But then also I think it kind of translates to, you know, Western medicine and the health side of, you know, I, I, th- I think I do get really frustrated at times for not being taken seriously, even though I've been able to give clients diagnoses or I tell them what I believe my diagnoses to be. I tell them what tests to go do. They go to the doctor, they get the, the, the diagnosis that I gave. So it's it's really um, you know frustrating not being taken seriously by Western medicine, but then that kind of emanates out and echoes out into people too. So I think you know just on on both sides of you know both both the spiritual and the holistic realms that I overlap, um, it's it's not being taken seriously. It's not being, I guess, respected. For I, guess, what I do. Yeah, I guess
1: well, you're what's, going
0: against. What's, uh, what's like your response to people who like look at somebody who like does what you do and they call it bullshit? They're like, oh, that's that's not real. Like, don't even believe her. Mm-hmm do you try to, like, convince people to, like, believe what you believe in, or is it kind of just, like, you try to explain to them, like, what's going on, or do you just not even deal with them at all?
2: Yeah, so I kind of read each situation, you know, as it comes up. Everything is case by case with me. Um, So, you know, if someone is attacking me, um, and I've gotten some people who have been verbally, like, aggressive with me, like, saying, you know, I'm doing, like, witchcraft, and I'm, like, consorting with the devil or Satan or something like I get pretty upset I don't ever raise my voice or anything I don't like you know stand up or get in their face you know like I that probably makes
0: them even more mad yeah I
2: remain exactly how I am with you guys and I you know I just explain in a calm but stern tone like I'm not doing this and I'm trying to help people and I want to help you too because my biggest thing is anytime someone comes to me with any type of judgment or you know criticism is I don't want to reinforce that belief for them I want to, um, you know, help them work through that and I want to prove that they don't have to have that judgment or criticism or belief, you know, I don't want to just further, you know, reinforce it for them in any way. So for some people, you know, if, if they just come up to me and, you know, they're walking by me in public, at, you know, at a show or something and they're just not interested, I don't try to say or do anything because it's not my job to convert people. It is my job to defend myself if someone's attacking me and to, you know, present a good appearance and public face for what I'm representing in the holistic and spiritual communities. Um, I, I take that, you know, as a very serious responsibility. But you know, if someone wants to come up to me and kind of talk to me about what I do, and if they have questions and if they don't understand, I'm happy to talk to them. But I'm never trying to convert or push someone. And you know, for some clients, Especially if, you know, I'm dealing with another spiritual or holistic practitioner. The way I'm connecting with them in a session is going to be way different than the way I'm connecting with, like, someone who might be a little bit more skeptical or it's their first tarot reading or something, you know? Mm-hmm. That flow is going to be a lot more there because I'm, we're able to talk the same language and everything, whereas I, I kind of translate then into the other person's terms. My biggest thing is I'm always trying to kind of bridge that gap between people and that communication and their understanding because... I think you know, that's, that's the thing that we're here to do in life, is just to connect with each other, to help each other.
0: So you're not like, uh, would you say like you're religious or not? I am. You are?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that, does that pertain to like a certain religion or just like religious as a, like a higher power?
2: Yeah, so I think I'm both religious and spiritual, but I, I think that in a lot of religions there's an overlap between the two. So I come from an Irish Catholic family, um, but I know that, you know, even in Irish Catholicism and then, you know, some Roman Catholicism, there's a very spiritual aspect to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, each country, each, uh, you know, church, each, each family is unique with what their beliefs are. Um, however, I do naturally align with a lot of Christian beliefs myself.
1: And, okay. and so is the, have you found that, that there's, like, I don't know if problems, the right word, but, like, people that... Like, you know, when you do your spiritual readings and stuff, there'll be, like, people but be like, but then you say you're religious, or you're, and then you're doing this. Like a this, conflict, like a thing, conflict yeah. yeah. Do you feel like people come at, like, try to come at you like that?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever really had anyone ask me my religious identity or beliefs um, during a reading and trying, you know, to bring that up. So I don't think I've encountered that situation. Um, but it's been more so in the way when people just come up to me That are from certain religious organizations or groups, and they're just like, you're consorting with the devil. And I don't bring religion up into that at all, though, really, because it's, I feel like it's just going to become a, you know, he said, she said type of thing, where it's like, okay, what you want me to do is stop being me and join your religion and just be quiet, is the sense I'm getting. Okay. You know, whereas I, I more so want to have, like, a conversation of, like, why do you believe this way? And, you know, why are you accusing me of these things? And, you know, I, I think that it's really interesting because a lot of religions talk about, you know, things like prophets, like oracles. And it's like, okay, but you're not going to, you know, respect someone who, who maybe has some of those abilities or, you know, can help with health miracles, things like that. It's, I think it, it comes down to the intention of the person. You know, if you're acting from a place of, you know, love and healing and trying to just help someone, then that's what matters.
1: Yeah, I'm j- I'm just thinking it's like, uh, like religion-wise, is there stuff that you, that there is like in religion that you don't agree with like 100% and then there's stuff that you do agree with? Like, are you kind of like in the middle? Like, how do, how do you, I guess, what do you, how do you consider yourself? Because like me, I'm Catholic and stuff, but it's like, there's stuff that you still like, uh, I mean, I'm a curious person. I consider mm-hmm. myself a curious person, so yeah. I always like to ask questions, but a lot of people sometimes within the churches and stuff or the religions, you ask something, and now you're like... It's like you're frowning upon them. Yes. They don't like it. So it's our, it's our uh, model here on the podcast, an active, of a yeah, question. It's like, if I can't question, question everything, I think. You know. Yeah.
2: I completely understand coming from a Catholic family, um, although I will say Irish Catholicism is... Um, little bit more lenient. (laughs) I don't know if you know much about it. Um, But yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more lenient. Um, And so I I think for myself, you know, when looking at each religion, and especially Catholicism, I find Catholicism to be very um, strict. It's very much based on a system of like guilt and, um, you know, repenting. And um, I think that, you know, to an extent, it's important to have you know, guilt if you're doing bad things and to repent. Um, But I I noticed for a lot of Catholic people, and my family included, um, it's kind of like, you know, you do a bad thing and then it's just like you do your Hail Marys or you do your confession, then you're good. Whereas I think, you know, you need to have more of that aligned lifestyle change and action. And you know, I think that there's things in every religious text um, that I don't agree with. you know, like, there, there's some definitely um, interesting uh, parts of the Bible um, that, you know, th- it, there's some more extreme beliefs in there. But I, I think that for a lot of people, they don't look at, you know, the whole aspects of religion. They just kind of look at what they were raised with, you know, the church that they go to, what they say, things like that.
0: And I feel like it's like the, I don't know, I don't know if problem's the right word. it's like people just grow up in that environment so they're just like oh yeah sure whatever and they Mm -hmm. never think twice about it instead of actually like so now i'm thinking like oh does this actually make sense to me or have i just been going along with it just to not cause any trouble or anything
2: exactly yeah yeah and i think that what it comes down to is a lot of religions are trying to you know spread their word to help people and um unfortunately I'll say this especially you know coming from a Catholic family there was a lot of emphasis on that fear and that guilt and so it felt very controlling to me Um, and I do think that there's definitely been times where religion has been used throughout history to control people and to instill fear and I think that's when I really have an issue with it it should be a place of community and connection and love and hope and faith and to give people a greater you know connection to themselves and to whatever higher power they believe in
0: I've heard that um some people view it as like uh, I don't know if like view it but they feel they find it necessary to feel like that fear um, mm-hmm. because like uh, if you don't have if you don't have like a fear towards something then, that, then you're just gonna keep doing whatever you're, you're like doing in life but then as soon as like there's a higher power and you like fear it then it's gonna kind of like I don't wanna say control but it's gonna kind of like
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're gonna hold back more on doing just Random bad things out in the world.
2: Yeah, it gives you like guardrails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree for some people it's like that, but I would say that for a lot of those people, they don't have that self inspection, you know, of like, hey, I shouldn't do this just because the Bible or God tells me not to. I shouldn't do this because it's just not a good thing to do, you know? Um, I do think that religion can be very helpful, and I, I think that especially, you know, if you're looking back throughout history, it was an essential part of humanity and society and culture. And I think that we would've um, you know, definitely dealt with a lot more hardship without it. Um, so I think that from my perspective, especially the issue I have with the Catholic Church is it's just um, there it, that, that system of that guilt and that fear is really heavily embedded in Catholicism. There's a lot of undertones of it and that's just the part that I, d- I really didn't like. Like I didn't like feeling guilty for no reason. I didn't like feeling like you know I had to do all these like rules and things, Um, and yeah.
1: But I I think too like to be completely honest I don't think. uh, Like the Catholic one is the only one that's bad. If we're going like that stuff, if we actually you start going, I want to say bad just strict. Oh, there's some that are even like way worse. I think that are far more
2: extreme. Yeah, Yeah. that go
1: way. I completely completely agree
2: with you. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, that's just the one that we're kind of, like, raised. So that's the one we're talking about. But, like, I think it's there's some other ones that are just, like, way worse. And I, and I have a, I have a theory, so for people, don't get all offended and so, stuff. But I feel like the people that are really close, like you're saying, like, oh, I did this, but I'm just going to do a couple, you know, pray a little bit, and then I'm good. Like, I forget, like, no, I think that's the problem, you know. I think I they're the, the people that are closest to the church are the ones that are just, like, Okay, yeah, yeah, but in re- in reality, they're like they're shitty people. I think there's a lot of shitty people, and they just think just because they're gonna pray for like ten minutes, they it's pretty much like a clean slate, and now we're, it's open, and I don't think that's I don't think that's okay, in my perspective.
2: I agree, and I think that's kind of you know the the issue with religion is it's like you know you if you do this and if you know X Y Z, then it, you'll you'll be fine but I know a lot of people who are extremely religious, but they're really bad people to be around.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They exactly. do bad
2: things. They treat people badly. And it's like, okay, you have to follow the entire word, the entire path. You have to embody that.
0: I I think okay. It goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's, uh, um, it's, uh, God, I just spaced my mind. Um, we are talking about like how like each person kind of like embodies that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the set of guidelines or rules that the, that someone has, it's like
1: you gotta follow them. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's like a quote that I put the other day from Ed it He says, uh, "Be a good man, not a nice man." It's because because a good man's gonna do. A nice man just kind of goes along with the flow because he just wanna be cool with everybody. No mm-hmm. good man knows that when it's something in his values, his roots, that he's just like, this is the line. Like I'm not doing more. You know, I think that's the good man. Sometimes the good man is looked like a bad man because he's not going with the agenda I guess you could say
2: oh yeah I completely agree with that and you know along those routes too or along those lines too the the good man is the one who's going you know stick to his word to to do the right thing for himself and for others to put everyone's best interest forward not just you know what the nice guy might do
1: yeah switching topics a little bit now I'm, I'm just remembering you get you got your uh, terror. Or,
2: I do have my tarot cards with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd never Let's see. You said you were going to do on an Eric.
0: I've never experienced that. I've always been curious.
2: Yes. Um, would you like to do the reading for you then?
0: Uh,
1: sure.
2: Okay. I have a whole setup I do. Um, is it okay is if it, I move it, this or would you like me to keep this? Go ahead, this? you're
1: fine. You go. Okay. Ahead. I mean, do, I, I don't know if it takes do, a long do setup. Do you do anything special move no, stuff out all of the way?
2: good, You are all good. And do just do full disclosure way.
0: for people, it's like we were talking about it before. Like um, we've all, me and Monica are both a little, a little skeptical about yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff we, like this, but we're yeah. always open to to trying new
1: things. Um, that's the whole within like, boundaries. Within ba- not everything, guys. Like a lot of things, but not everything. Boundaries
2: are important. That's one of
1: the whole premises <laughs> of, the, of the podcast. Like
0: talk to interesting people and experience new things and have an open Ooh. mind.
1: Yeah. So, so so I have a question as you as you're setting up the stuff. Of course. There's a. Uh, because there's a lot of people like other stuff and people and stuff that like with crystals like do they have like like energy as you could say like could they get charged with energy or stuff like that or is it pretty much just like like a selling scheme i guess you could say for people I is think there like it, real crystals that have it and i'm trying to say like is there are some that are just like they're like fakes i guess you could say yeah
2: so there's definitely fake crystals out there um, so it's important to find a reputable source if you're into crystals that's for sure um, when it comes to energy though, all living beings have an energetic imprint and this is something that can be scientifically proven, especially when it comes to crystals. they're interesting because they do have a vibrational frequency to them. They can emit certain frequencies. different you know crystals do and that's why they're used in things like lasers you know like we have you know quartz and diamond lasers, things like that. There's a reason why they work, but then with the physical, um, constituents of them as well, it overlaps into the metaphysical and the spiritual and energetic realms where, you know, for example, with quartz, it's used in a lot of technology and, you know, for lasers and things like that because it can hold a lot of energy, can deal with a lot of energy. Diamond drill bits are really tough. Um, you know, so it, when we're looking at the energy of a quartz crystal, it's really good at transmuting a law and it's just good for overall protection um i don't really specialize in crystals too much myself i can definitely speak about them a little bit i'm not really a super big crystal girl though
1: oh, okay i'm just thinking because um, a lot of people i said like like you're saying it protects you and stuff like this and then me like my i don't know anything about it but i'm just like no disrespect again for people but it's like i think like is a rock really going to protect me or, is, I mean, it, I mean, or are, is it Or is it? just an object that I kind of believe, make myself believe that me taking care of this object and me actually believing in it is going to protect me? Is it the belief in it or the object?
2: Exactly. And that, that's the thing is I think that it's about intention. It's about the belief and the energy behind it more than anything. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. Like... You know, a quartz or a obsidian bracelet is not going to protect you from getting robbed. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, like, so I got my bracelet. <laughs> you better stay away. <laughs> someone
0: breaks into your house,
1: so you got a big crystal yeah. can just chuck at them and knock right? them out.
2: That I mean, way works.
1: They'll protect you, or you can just have bullets flying at them. That that exactly, works too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: There's a time and place for everything. Yeah. You know, um, I think what it comes down to though is more to that belief. But also I think when you're acting from and, you know, embodying an energy of love, love is the highest protection and the, the highest frequency of energy that we can experience. Um, and so I think that when you're really embodying that energy, it doesn't really matter what's going on outside of you, you know, you're divinely protected. Um, things like that. But, uh, you know, for myself, I have my own superstitions and beliefs and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm putting these, these aren't crystals. Well, this is um, a smoky quartz crystal. Um... But these are rocks, actually from Morgan County, Um, and it's, I just carry these with me to kind of ground the mat. Um, And I I have a lot of beliefs, I practice a lot of Native American beliefs, um, and a lot of traditional Chinese medicine, so I have one for each of the four directions. And so it's not so essential when I'm doing readings, I just happen to carry all of this with me but when I'm doing Reiki sessions, especially um, if I'm at like a holistic fair doing Reiki sessions or if I'm doing a Reiki session for the first time, I set up the rocks in the order. One to the north, south, east, and west to ground the mat to give me kind of that extra grounding because I'm gonna be all up in the energetic realms. I, I need some, something to ground me. And then I have the smoky quartz on top of the mirror. I bring that with me more so to shows because this is what I set up with for shows. Um, just to kind of reflect any bad energy sent my way. So the mirror is like a reflection and then the smoky quartz helps to transmute it and everything. Um, You know, when it comes to crystals, things like that, different protection items, protection sprays, protection oil rollers, whatever it may be, even protective meditations or your own, you know, certain ritual or practice, everyone has their own. Whether you're in the spiritual or more religious world or, you know, neither. Um, So I, I think what it comes down to though, the biggest thing is the power of belief. An intention, but then also knowing, like when you said to pull out a gun, <laughs> if need yeah. be. Yeah, come on, like, we we need to be
1: a little. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think like let's be realistic, like you know, I agree. First for a lot of stuff.
2: I completely agree. Yeah, we're we're physical beings too.
1: Yeah. So yes. we'll let you. How long does it usually take for you to do like a tarot read and stuff?
2: I could read forever. Okay. So it varies for each person. So I've got a few different decks with me. These are the four decks I bring with me to a show. So actually out of all of them, the only one that's truly a tarot deck is this guy. And all of my decks are based on nature um, because that aligns with me the most. Like I said, I practice a lot of Native American beliefs. Um, so I practice a lot with nature. Um, so I guess, Eric, what would you like addressed in the tarot reading so I can better decide for you what to use?
0: Um. I don't know, what what could you address? I'm really, not anything.
2: Um, it can just be a general reading about what you need to know. It could be, um, you know, is there something you need to let go of? Is, is there something you need to focus on? Um, you know, what your future has ahead for you. A lot of times people want love readings, too, um, which I really don't do love readings. I don't like doing them at all. Um,
1: she can't tell you if they're gonna break your heart or not, Eric. <laughs> right. I can a
2: little bit, um, but again, the way I read tarot is very different because of my particular skill set that I have.
0: Okay, let's uh, just just a, do a general. One. A general reading, yeah. just what just Eric needs overall. to know right now. Yeah.
2: Okay. Very cool. So I'll, I'll always start with the tarot card. So, like I was saying, out of the four decks I have, this is truly the only tarot deck. And so tarot um, actually originated as an Italian card game about 150 years ago, and it slowly changed throughout time. Um, so there's been a lot of different recreations of it. So it's interesting to see. It's a card of seventy. It's a deck of seventy eight cards, and it works within in different suites, just like a playing card deck. Um, so it works. I base a lot on nature, so I go with. Fire, water, earth, and air. Um, but, and then there's you know greater, there's the um, greater themes in the tarot deck as well. So I think it's 20, 22 bigger cards. It's called the major arcana, and those kind of touch upon you know like greater collective themes that each person will go through. So the first card of the deck is the fool. That's kind of like you know the beginning of life, like when you're born. You know, you're kind of a fool. You have this wide open slate ahead of you. And then the last card kind of signifies the end of that journey. So they all touch on different themes that each person goes through in their life. And then the sweets kind of embody more of um, you know th- those directed messages, things like that. So I'll go ahead and ask, um, what does Eric need to know right now? What are the messages for Eric at this time? You need to stop doubting yourself so much. That's coming up very strongly. Okay. What does Eric need to know right now? What are the messages for? There's also something, too, coming up with your love life. Um, The love that you desire will come to you one day, but it's going to take time because you do have such like this sweet soul. I see it in you. I saw it when I met you. Like, you are so sweet and genuine. And unfortunately, we live in a world where not everyone is like that. So it's gonna take you time to find a soul like yours. And that's okay because good things take time. Let's see. The message is almost here. Yeah, there's just a lot of themes coming up with your heart chakra and your solar plexus about that self-worth and knowing that you deserve it, you deserve love, you deserve everything you desire. All right. Would you like me to show the cards or would you like me to continue with the reading?
0: Like um, to the camera you're saying? Yes. Uh, we we could show them.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. So the first card is this. It's the four of feathers in this deck, so the four of fire. And then this is the ace of wands or the ace of air reversed and then we've got the two of fire or the two of um, feathers in this deck and then we've got the star so the star is one of the major arcana cards that I was referencing earlier but these other three are in the suites. so we've got two fire cards and one air card so we're missing water and earth and so each of the suites kind of aligns with um, like a certain aspect of the self like Air cards align a lot more with our mental energy or thoughts. Fire cards align a lot more with actions. Um, earth cards are speak a lot more about the physical realms, you know being grounded, logical, practical, things like that. And then um, water cards speak about emotions. So going into this reading, it does touch a bit on the messages that, on the messages that I was picking up for you beforehand. So we've got the four of fire optimism. And this depicts a beautiful scene of a prairie bird, uh, oh, sorry, of a prairie dog, singing, and celebrating together. And it's something that they do. Some people find it annoying, um, but it is a very beautiful and sacred act. The prairie dogs and how they unite and communicate together. You're being asked a lot to literally be optimistic, to celebrate, to surround yourself with people around you, and looking at the four. Then going back into astrology to the fourth house cancer focusing a lot on the environment that you're surrounded by focusing a lot on your home life and the things that you can do I think to bring yourself little moments of joy throughout the day whether that's you know redecorating a little bit of your space or um, like having some type of motivational image or quote or you know something you wear um, even like your phone screen saver I feel like um yeah, there's there's a message about that, that you need to be surrounding yourself more with that and to take action to have those positive people, places, and things in your life. And then truth reversed. The ace of wands reversed or the ace of air reversed. You're still trying to figure out exactly who you are, trying to figure out your truth. Um, as you'll notice, tarot is a bit intuitive, but sometimes it's spelled out a little bit too. <laughs> Um, Yeah, and this is going to take some time, and these two cards are very interwoven here, the truth and the success card, because you're still trying to think about the future, you're still trying to think about the things ahead of you, and that's influencing the person that you're shifting and molding into today. And these two are intertwined, you know, The, the more you're trying to figure out who you are and what's going on, the more that's going to impact who you are in the future and but you're you're trying to kind of the energy i'm picking up is like you're trying to combine the, the, the two of them too much like you're too focused on the future when you need to be focused more on the present and the foundation and roots that you are building because everything is going to figure itself out and that shows up in the star you will shine you'll be recognized for who you are and the star brings great light great healing, great hope to everything. And I feel like you are a very positive influence in a lot of people's lives, but you need to find that for yourself too. Um, I think that your brother is a very positive influence in your life, and I'm very happy that you have him. Um, But I can tell that you've you've struggled with some of the people you've been around before. Um, It feels like there's a recent thing too going on. And so it's really important that you find yourself again, you find your light again, you find and realize who you are, that you really are the star, that, and that you can be the star of your own show. Again, going back to some of the things I was picking up with the heart and the solar plexus earlier, and the idea of um, you know, feeling deserving, feeling worthy, feeling confident in who you are, and having that high self-esteem and confidence, and just that power of knowing who you are and what you stand for, being able to walk through that and with that. And you're still in that process of figuring, out, figuring it out, and it's going to take a while, and I think it's really important that you stay gentle with yourself during this process. Um, and that's the thing, too, I think that you need to know, is that this is always going to be shifting and cycling out. Yes, there are some things that are always going to hold true to you, but it's okay to constantly be doing an inventory and constantly be changing as well. The other thing, too, with the two of fire coming up, There is a lot of emphasis on finding a balance and harmony again, finding a flow again, especially in your home life. But then also I think when it comes to balancing your work and home balance, um, that's a big thing that's coming up for you, for sure.
0: Very interesting.
2: Yes. I'm going to do some self-care cards right now. I do every reading with these, and I just I love it. Just some simple things um, to finish your reading with. But there's another card in there for you. So what does Eric need to know right now? What are some things that he can do to take care of himself and to support himself through this process? The other thing too with the truth is it's okay to not know your truth. But there's a big aspect here that's coming up with being able to speak your truth being able to communicate it, and not feeling like you have to shut yourself down for anyone, not feeling like you have to hide or silence or suppress your voice. I think it'd actually be good, um, almost like a somatic practice for you to practice kind of, like, talking out loud, and kind of, not like, like raising your voice, like not like yelling in a room, but like, just like, practice and experiment with your voice and your range, and like, how you can, you know, influence more with your voice um, and how, you know, how your voice changes too when you're around people and especially certain people, places, and things. Um, you know, how it might kind of shut you down a little bit. I think that's an important exercise for you. Um, yeah. And noticing too, like, when you're, when you're laughing, when you're, when you're talking, when you're flowing more. There's a there's a big thing that's coming up with a throat for you. All right, what does Eric need right now? Right. We've got dreams, truth, rest. Let's see. Yep, it's just these. So we've got dreams. And then on the back it says, think big. There are unseen forces ready to support your dreams. And then truth. Tell the truth. Integrity is the key to living an authentic life. And rest. Rest and relax. Release guilt and make your needs a top priority. And then your message is in this deck. And so this deck is a... Um, medicine wheel deck and so like I was saying earlier I work a lot with um, Native American beliefs and traditions and then I also have a wisdom of the trees oracle so this is more of an oracle deck so let's just ask what does Eric need to know right now what are the messages for him at this time The male energy that's coming through. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an ancestor, it could just be a guide, it could just be a random soul popping through that has a message to deliver. Um, but the message was that you need to be strong and, um, oh gosh, again, a lot of the themes I've been talking about to not doubt yourself, to know your truth, to know your value, to know your worth, to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself. But they said something else and then as soon as I started talking to you, I lost it. Oh goodness, I'm sorry.
0: It happened earlier too, it's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have the porcupine reversed. What is the message with this card? Learn to how learn how to balance being strong and soft. Yes, it's important to be protected, to be guarded. But you also have to realize when to let your guard down, and also realizing your your sacred and your honor path your honored path that you walk. Okay, yeah, now it's coming back to me the message. Um, realizing really who you are, what you bring, what you offer in this world, and who you're meant to be. But you're being asked a lot to I think look within, and um, not come off so. Defensively all the time and not to always to, to, to change kind of how you react in the face of aggression or in the face of confrontation um, because I was picking up some avoidant tendencies from you um, but then it's kind of like you, you keep things in and then you kind of like snap and like lash out a little bit so they really want you to learn how to slowly take each little prickle off. Slowly learn how to go through that process of shedding it, and not um, not just stifle and keep things in until it's too late. Learn how to have your defenses up so that that doesn't happen in the first place, and learn how to be soft and learn how to let them down again. Because just like the porcupine, you know those those pricks can go on and down. Um, and so it's about monitoring that. And you are very sensitive. Um, I definitely see why you've been hurt before because you do have a really like kind soul. I would say that you're an empath. I would say that both of you are, honestly. Um, you know, you're you very sensitive to people around you. You care a lot about people around you and just people in general. And so you're always trying to put others' interest first. But it's important to learn how to put your own interests first, too. And in that way, as well, you won't feel the need to be so on guard all the time. Um, And that that need of feeling to be on guard is something that you need to sit with, too. To go back and realize where it came from. And I have a feeling that you already are. I'm not going to touch on some of those things, though, in a podcast. Um, But you don't have to be so strong all the time. You can find your strength in other ways too. Alright, we have the eagle reversed and the further reversed. Take what you want to take from the past and leave what you want to leave. No one can take your true power or energy ever away from you, and it's okay to forgive. It's going to be a very important lesson for you, learning how to forgive, learning how to let go.
0: Okay. hmm Very interesting.
2: You're welcome. And then also with learning how to take everything and make it your own, how to bring new light, new meaning to it while maintaining and respecting your roots.
0: Very interesting.
2: You're welcome, yeah. yeah. I love tarot, and especially when we get into like oracle decks and everything, it's so, so interesting. Would you like to take a picture of this maybe for another time, or should I leave it out? Yeah, let me take a Okay. Trailer. We can leave it out too throughout the you know, duration of the podcast.
1: <laughs> Perfect. That's right. interesting. So what, what do you think, Eric? Was it, I mean, is it pretty much, is it like for reflection, like for him, like later on, or is it pretty much is it like him, like kind of as a person now, I guess you would say.
2: So I think it really varies. You know, for some people I might, kind of read the exact same messages over and over and over again but it just has a little bit of a different tone each time okay for some people it changes i think that tarot is a really good tool to be able to check in and just see where you're at and what's going on you know
0: yeah like as you were like talking and and Mm -hmm. saying all these things i think it's uh more like a reflection you're like saying some stuff and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. i guess that that happens sometimes oh i guess that that kind of like relates to me and stuff um, which I feel probably happens to, to a lot of other people. So you start, like, just talking, and then you, like, find, like, these points in, like, their own lives that, like, stuff relates to as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah, so. I, th- I think it's a really good way to just check in and have that self-reflection, and sometimes it's easier for someone to do it for you. You mm-hmm. know, even if you're aware of a lot of these things, and for the most part, people are. You know, I, I talk about or I touch on things, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. But again like we were saying at the beginning it's like a lot of people just know and they avoid and they just you know keep it down but I, I do think that tarot can bring a lot of illumination and clarity to people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah like I've never uh like been to therapy but I feel like it's a uh, a form of therapy. It Cause is. Cuz it's just like mm-hmm. it's like someone to kind of bounce ideas off like someone talk like I've never been to therapy so I can't speak on that side of it but it's like just as you talk more and more like the your, your mind starts to like wander and actually starts to open up and stuff.
2: Exactly, yeah. Um,
0: and just like, I don't know. It just kind of starts uh, relating. Like you, you're, like, su- whether you want to or not, like, your subconscious like starts relating. Because like how the, the, how the human brain works is like, you want to find patterns. Exactly. So like whatever you're saying, is like my brain's gonna find a way to like, tie it to it, um, even if it's maybe not as strong. Uh, as a as a feeling or anything but I think that side of the human brain works like trying to find a pattern and like
2: make sure it fits in exactly I completely agree trying to logic our way out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the human brain is great for that you know that, that logical side of the brain but it's that emotional side we need too that balance just like everything mm-hmm. in life
0: so so my, you were saying like my love life is going to take some time
2: yes yes because uh You deserve someone who can bring the same energy you bring. And it's going to take some time to find that.
0: That's interesting because I'm actually getting married next month.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That is very interesting. I was picking up that there's been a lot of issues. Not necessarily with your fiancé right now but just in the past that, like, you've been used. Like, people have hurt you. And again, not every reading is super accurate. You know, there's times where I'm incredibly spot on, and, you know, there's, there's been times where I've connected with someone on the other side, and, like, I saw his facial hair changing, and I was like, what is going on? Like, it's like he has, like, four different appearances, and the guy was like, yeah, that's what happened throughout his life oh wow and it's crazy like I how would I know that like different
0: phases of his life
2: yeah like different facial hair (coughs) Mm, Um, It's crazy yeah and he he just kept changing and I was like okay this is weird how he's showing me the sloop but then there's times like that where it's like okay maybe I misinterpreted the message because again you know these things are just coming to me that you know I'm I'm reading the cards and interpreting them through my own perspective through my own energy and beliefs Mm -hmm. whereas you know a different and and just like
0: other people know like this is the first time we meet in person, so it's like not like planned or anything.
2: Oh yeah, no, I had never met you guys before. Mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> how, how how accurate do you what do you say Eric is like, to like your life?
0: I feel like you it's said uh, you were
1: connecting with quite a few of them, so it's like. Well, I feel it's,
0: like it's, um, it's kind of accurate, but I feel like a lot of people, if you give them the same reading, they could also like relate to it and could also find everything like very accurate. Um, cause, cause like I was saying before, like the human mind is gonna find a way to connect things, whether mm-hmm. you want it to or not. I agree. So I feel like it's uh, um, what you were telling me is like the self doubt and all that stuff. I feel like it's important for everybody to not have self doubt in their life to be able to trust who they are mm-hmm. <clears throat> and believe like who they uh, who they want to become.
2: Yes, I completely agree, and a lot of people struggle with it.
0: Yeah. What What are your
1: thoughts? Because that's how you're writing some stuff down as. I was just kind of. I was just kind of taking notes on on some of the stuff. The thing that was kind of like interesting. I'm I'm just wondering. um, I'm like no, like disrespect to like what you do and stuff. But do you think they'll get a point where they're, you know how the government is? They like to regulate everything. Well, they'll try to like regulate some sort of this because like we're talking about like the holistic stuff, Mm -hmm. because this thing's not like a, I guess like a product like. Of something like, I yeah, don't know if you know what I mean, kind of. I do be-
2: know what you mean, yeah. So, um, there are regulations in place currently for oh, there a is. lot of you okay. know holistic practitioners in different modalities that can be legally practiced, and each state has their own laws. So Colorado, luckily, is a protected state. Um, so you know, even if you go over into Nebraska or Kansas, like I may not be able to practice reflexology without a massage license. Okay. Um, you know, things like that. So each state has their own laws, but then on a federal level, there's legislation in place too. Um, and that comes down to, you know, labeling supplements, things like that, you know, which you can or, you know, can't say that you can treat, diagnose, you know, things like that. Um, but so in the United States, when it comes to herbal medicine and supplements, that's the big, like hot topic right now. And that's the big thing that's going on from a legislative perspective, um, And so there is a lot of pushback to kind of try to push it more into big pharma, unfortunately. But right now, you know, like labeling requirements for vitamin C can vary from 10 different um, producers and manufacturers. So it really just depends and it really just, um, it varies a lot. Um, When it comes to things, you know, like tarot, or I would say anything that's in one of those more metaphysical or spiritual realms, I don't see that ever being, like, regulated or governed just because it's so difficult. But it's easy to be, like, okay, all reflexologists in the state need to be, you know, licensed or something.
1: okay. That's Cause, easier. Because my, my thing, I was just thinking about it, like, you tell people, because each person, like you said, reacts different. But you tell somebody, say you give somebody these readings, and then they go out and they do Like, she told me, and then they try to come back, like, you know how people are. They want to, like, sue you for everything. Mm-hmm. Do you think there'll be a time where, they, you know uh that will happen i guess i don't know if i don't i don't know if it kind of makes sense what i'm asking
2: it does it does um yeah and that's why i have a consent form okay <laughs> that Okay. that everyone there you go. signs okay. yeah especially if i'm doing like reiki or wellness coaching um when it comes to tarot though you know i, I don't really do that i used to keep consent <laughs> forms on file for tarot readings and like psychic medium readings and like i would you know have my little notes and everything i'd I'd write down the reading or, you know, what came up. Um, I don't do that anymore. Um, but, I you know, I do see uh, potentially something like that happening. Um, and I think, too, within the spiritual community in particular, it's really easy for practitioners to take advantage of people. There are a lot of people who are scams. Um, so, you know, if anyone ever has an issue with me, I just, like, offer them a refund. I'm like, it is what it is. Like, I just, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not arguing okay. with you about this. Yeah, okay. Um but you know, liability insurance exists for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Again, going no, back to that logical side. That, that's,
1: that's yeah. That, I'm, I'm just curious, just asking from like that standpoint because I mean, yeah. you, you know, the government like the government works if it's they see something that's kind of trending, doing pretty good. They're like, I want the piece of, I want the piece of the pie. So yeah. that's why I'm just so kind just of like wondering the, the regulations. Business. Yeah, like like, oh, yeah. it's working.
0: Oh, let me get a piece of this.
2: Yeah, and they're trying to promote synthetic cannabis, which is actually more harmful to the body and doesn't interact with the cannabinoid receptors in the body. Really.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And then yeah. An, uh, another thing I was thinking also uh, was on the. Dang, I just completely spaced out. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was barely gonna say. it. No, go ahead. About That's about a... like the reading and stuff. Huh? Were you thinking about like the
1: like the reading? Or... No, I'm just thinking kind of like the. How like the lobby lobbying and stuff is to pass certain laws and you know because that, you've seen a lot of the stuff there's a like a documentary that I've seen a while ago, I believe it was like uh the, like you're saying the scammers there's because there's a lot of scam they're yeah. sound like miracle water, and in reality, it was just like they were just getting water and like putting it in a can and like bottles you know selling it, but it was they were just like just it was hose water. water, you know they weren't even doing anything with it. And, and then it sucks, is, but it's the person that loses at the end, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Is there is there a way to detect scammers?
2: Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, when you're dealing with spiritual metaphysical stuff, it, it, that's a different world than, like, a holistic practitioner. Usually a holistic practitioner will have certifications or a degree or some type of title or something. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a scammer, though. You know, they may be a really bad practitioner. You know, like they... It's just like, you know, there's therapists out there that, you know, you can go to them and they may not, you know, be a really good therapist or something. They might be, like, really critical or mean or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I encourage people to use their intuition and, you know, go based upon their interactions with the person. I think it's more than acceptable to ask someone for their certifications or, you know, educational levels, their background, um, and also to, you know, inquire a little bit, you know, for a lot of my services, I think that people are really hesitant, um, first because of what I charge, um, I understand it, you know, we're, we're in Northeast Colorado, it's not, um, you know, it's not Denver, uh, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> you know, so like I get it, um, mm-hmm. so like, you know, if that means I take 30 minutes out of my day to talk to someone and we kind of do a little bit of a mini session without me getting paid for it, I will do it because it's about making people comfortable for me. Um, because a lot of times, especially for my clients, you know, they're at their last wits end or gosh, they're at their wits end with, um, you know, their health issues and mm-hmm. with any type of medicine, with any type of, you know, health advice or health person. Um, so, I, again, you know, kind of going back to some of the things that we've talked about, I think it's really important to always, you know, bring forward in a really professional and responsible capacity um, and to, to really be mindful of how you're impacting someone. Um, when it comes to you know the, the, the spiritual stuff, really big sc- uh, signs of having a scammer are if someone approaches you, or if they're like you know someone placed a hex on you and like you need to pay all this money to, like for me to remove it, things like that. Um, asking for money up front. Um,
0: so if, so if someone goes to someone they're like, oh yeah, you have like this curse on you. You need to come do X amount of sessions with me, and I'll and I'll take it off. Exactly. is that is that
2: a sign yeah, of a that, scammer that is okay. that definitely is um, i hear a lot
1: of radio ads like that going on with some yeah. stuff like that there's a lot of yeah advertisement of stuff like get that you give us this much and we'll help you mm-hmm. it's like it's like do you really want to help them or you just want the it's money like, uh one of the problems i hear is like have you been
0: unlucky in love Oh, it's probably because someone has like a little curse on you or something. Just Instead of like,
1: oh, you're probably a piece of shit. You're probably ugly.
0: <laughs> you're oh probably fat God, and man. out like of shape Spon- and nobody wants you.
1: SpongeBob and Patrick, have you seen that one? I got the ugly. Oh, have you yeah. seen that? I don't know if you've seen no. that. Episode. I watched it with my kids. Has, like, and like,
0: super bad breath or something. Yeah, like yeah,
1: the onion breath. He's like, I think I got the ugly. <laughs> oh
2: man, that's too funny. <laughs>
1: that's funny. But um, so, talking about uh, this weekend, you got an. Uh, event coming up, right? Yeah. Twenty six. Tell us a little bit about how how it's what's all going to go on it and, wh- and how, how to get there and stuff.
2: Yeah, Give so I will be hosting the second ever holistic fair for Morgan County. I'm super excited. I hosted the last one back in February, um, and it's going to be at the same venue. So we'll be meeting at the block, which is the old country stakeout. It's um, a new commissary kitchen and event center. It's really cool. If you guys haven't been, I really recommend checking it out so that'll be this Saturday August 26th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and so there's going to be a farmers market that same day at the block in the front parking lot so you can go get your veggies and then you can shop for some holistic apothecary items crystals metaphysical items jewelry home decor and clothing and then we're also going to have a variety of practitioners both from the front range and in the local area Um, so we've got another tarot reader Um, who's my dear friend and she's gone to a few shows with me. So she'll be there doing like tarot and oracle angel card readings and then I'll be offering readings and all my different services that I do in in addition to Reiki sessions and then we will have another Reiki healer that will also be doing sound healing sessions and ear seeds or auriculotherapy Um, and then we're gonna have two massage therapists and we will have a local acupuncturist providing cupping sessions. We're going to have an animal communicator who's also a naturopath, a medical intuitive, doing animal communication readings and healings. Um, we're gonna have a local CBD company from Brush, Numi Organics. Um, and then my dear friend Tammy, she's a second generation Lakota herbalist and she has a wonderful apothecary business. She'll be there with her goods, Um, We're going to have two metaphysical vendors, um, a clothing and jewelry vendor, um, uh, some wax melts, some home decor, um, all different types of things, essential oils. It's really going to be your one-stop shop for all your holistic and natural lifestyle needs. And just, you know, if you want to come learn more about it, if you're trying to find more natural ways of living, it's going to be a great place to connect.
0: So pe- will people be able to actually do like sit down sessions with other people there Like actually do mm-hmm. like one-on-one kind of like meetings with you and stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'll be reading and then my friend Catherine will be reading as well. Um, so Catherine just does like tarot, oracle, and angel card readings. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be offering tarot, psychic medium, past life, medical intuitive, and spiritual counseling sessions in addition to Reiki sessions. Um, so I'll have my little table and my booth or my, my massage table booth. Um and then my friend Sarah will be offering Reiki sessions as well. And then we'll have two massage therapists from the area offering massage therapy, um, craniosacral therapy, things like that. Then we will have a local acupuncturist there too. So she'll be doing cupping sessions. Um, and cupping is a really cool f- thing within TCM. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be people there doing readings. And then our animal communicator will be outside because animals aren't allowed. On site, at the block, with it being a commissary kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, So she'll be outside, um, so you can, you know, pull up your trailer, especially with this being an ag town. She can communicate with horses, pigs, chickens, dogs, cows, you name it. Um, So she'll be there. So, yeah, it's going to be a really cool place, you know, if you want a reading, if you want a healing session, if you just want to learn more, um, if you, you know, want to shop. If you want some crystals, if you want some jewelry, if you want some natural home products, things like that. If you want a cream for your eczema, you know, if you want some essential oils, it's going to be a great place to go. And then we will have the CBD vendor there too.
1: That's, that's great. No, that's yeah. great. And then what, what's the easiest, I guess, uh, place for, for, people, to find for you. people to find you or be able to contact you?
2: Yeah. No. So my Facebook page is going to be the best place to find me and okay. I'm under Holistic Home and Health. That's my business page, but you can also follow me on my um, personal profile if you'd like. I'm under Madeline M. Hagen, um, And so there's a Facebook event linked to both of those pages. That's the Summer Holistic Fair, and you can go and check it out. I've done a few vendor shout outs and highlights that just give you know, some more background and information and provide a few photos to each vendor and what they're gonna be doing. Um, and then we're also going to have on-site food and drinks from After Hours and Anna's Dancing Grill. And like I said, too, there's going to be a farmer's market that morning, so you can go get your sweet corn and, you know, go get some crystals, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now
1: that's great. That yeah. would be a good way for people if they're, like, thinking of like reaching out to you or something you know Mm -hmm. i think it'd be a great way for them to just kind of come in swing in and like meet you you know exactly chat a little bit before they want to do anything or anything
2: exactly yeah and I, i love connecting with people i love talking to them um you know and so it's it's a great opportunity to just network i think and to you know meet other people and you know to see in fort morgan we have alternatives to western medicine we have you know spiritual healers and readers and people like that and then we have you know energy healers we have energy practitioners we have massage therapists we have all different types of people who can help support you with your mind body spirit wellness and your own individual health or spiritual journey
0: you don't have to go to the big city anymore we got it Got yes, it yes
2: exactly yeah well, that's
0: that's super awesome we'll put all like the the info like where people can find you and stuff down mm-hmm. in the in the description and stuff um ben Madeline, thank you for taking time raise schedule to come join us on the on the show today we really yeah, appreciate yeah. it
2: of course thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure and it was wonderful to connect with both of you and especially to be your first tarot reading
1: yeah I yeah, appreciate it too yeah yeah, uh, yeah appreciate everything and uh yeah hope hope people you know swing by this this weekend and you mm-hmm. know check your guys check your guys's stuff out what you guys are doing you know we really
2: appreciate yeah, it definitely thank you okay
1: yeah, and guys remember an
0: act of rebellion is the question okay appreciate it guys thank you
1: yeah, yeah ah. Underrated, underrated, it. we the underdogs Underestimated underrated.